Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Episode 55 of Believe in Betting LA, and guess what, audience? We've got live NFL action course last thursday we had texans chiefs the debut of the 2020 nfl season that we did not think we were going to get and of course sunday we have a full slate of nfl action i'm your host sam maxwell you can follow me on twitter s maxwell 713 joined by my co-host chris lewert chris obviously a college football player how does it feel right now to have football back what is going through the players minds as they prepare one uh this is one of those instances where it's it's kind of the, I hated the pregame the most, right? Is you just wanted to start and you've been practicing so much, right? Like it's just endless in every practice. The coach is like, come on, this is, this is a business trip and we've got to get ready. And this is, we're, we're here to work. And uh, after hearing that for like three and a half straight weeks, you just want to play a game desperately. And I would bet dollars to donuts that even at the professional level, these guys are just itching to stop practicing and listening to their position coaches and just go out and play a game. Uh, definitely going to be a lot different for these guys, right? I, there isn't a single one of these guys that hasn't played in front of thousands of people um, basically since since high school. You know, even Pee Wee, some of them probably had hundreds in the stands, uh, I think is going to be a very interesting uh, dynamic. But I was impressed by the the Chiefs and Texans. I thought those guys, by and large, played a pretty clean game. Um, no Super Bowl hangover for the Chiefs. Like, looked like it was uh, business as usual for them. And uh, I think they're going to be really tough this year. Just looked like in complete control. Didn't look like the Texans ever had a chance. Uh, but I think a good a good start to the NFL, playing a, a pretty clean game uh, overall uh, to kick the season off, you know, gives me hope that that by and large. I'm going to forget, right? Like halfway through the first quarter, they're, I'm sure, going to go out of their way not to show pictures of empty stadiums. Um, you're going to forget that, that anything is, is not part of the norm. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, this, this Chiefs team, uh, they had the look of a team that could go, you know, 14 and 2, 13 and 3. Um, you know, offensively, they're awesome. Defensively, you know, with the, without those two garbage time touchdowns at the end there for the Texans, they completely shut yep. down that offense after yep. that first quarter uh, when David Johnson surprisingly broke through. It looked great and rushed for a touchdown. Um, we'll talk about that game a little bit more, but first just want to get into a few administrative things. Again, this is Believe in Betting LA, episode 55. We are on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find all the great Believe Podcasts at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-B.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And once again, if you want to follow Chris and I for our picks this season or any other banter, you can follow me at smaxwell 713 Chris is at LouMandingoRock. Stack Capital is at Stag Cap. And you can get this podcast wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That includes iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And of course, if you can subscribe and review this podcast, that's a big help to us. We are recording this on Saturday, September 12th in the morning. So if there's any late 
breaking news in terms of injuries or air quality in here in Los Angeles or up in San Francisco. Uh, we still don't know whether or not that Niners-Cardinals game will play tomorrow. It's right now currently projected to be over the threshold of air quality uh, that is uh, acceptable to play. Here in Los Angeles, it's supposed to be under, but of course, things can change very, very quickly. Um, this is a sports betting podcast. It's as arbitrary and as off-topic as you can possibly get, and we like to keep it that way. Uh, however, of course, we would be remiss if we did not at least mention the fires, the air quality here in the Los Angeles area. Um, please do your best to stay inside, to um, you know, you run those air purifiers, help your neighbors. It is, it's messy out there. Uh, I golfed yesterday. The sun was a, a thick shade of red, which was very eerie. Seeing the pictures from across the area, up in the Bay Area as well, uh, is extremely eerie. Uh, and, and, and we just wanted to mention that you know, we're thinking of all you guys out there, and, and we're dealing with it as well. But the NFL will go on business as usual. It did not always look and appear that way, Chris. Earlier this spring and the summer did not appear as though we were going to have an NFL season. So I just want to quickly just take a moment to kind of just appreciate what we have. This year has brought all kinds of challenges to all of us, no matter who you are, no matter where you are. Uh, we got NFL football to keep our minds off things. And, and that's kind of what I've always used sports for and sports betting is kind of just a fun way to forget about real life for, for a day, for a few hours, whatever that may be. And we're here to give you those picks to try to help you make a little bit of money, have more fun. But of course, at the end of the day, we do this for fun. Okay. So week one, Chris, it's an interesting week. Usually I like taking unders for week one because usually the defense is way ahead of these offenses. This year, of course, is, is unlike any other. We can't, we can't, we've said this with the NBA. There's nothing to compare this to. There's no precedent to no offseason, to no preseason games, to very few or no fans. So it's a different type of handicap, a different type of season. So we have to remember that when we put money on these games is that we don't know what's going to happen in a lot of instances. I think, you know, we echo the same sentiments across the industry, which is teams that have continuity, especially in their coaching staffs, in their offensive line, with their quarterback. They have a huge advantage. Teams that have new coaches, new offensive coordinators, new quarterbacks, those teams have a huge disadvantage, okay? And I do think that tackling is going to be a major, major issue. We didn't see a lot of missed tackling uh, in Thursday night's uh, Texans-Chiefs games, but, you know, it was still pretty bad. We've seen a couple college games where teams just absolutely – could not tackle. Uh, and the reason for that, I'm sure, Chris, you can uh, you know talk about this more as a, as a former player yourself, uh, is that you can't replicate game speed and game tackling. Scrimmages, practices, uh, way different than going in and trying to tackle a guy like Derrick Henry uh, or someone extremely fast uh, like a Saquon Barkley. It's, it's, just, it's just different. And so I do think we're going to see a lot of issues tackling. I do also think that we're going to see issues with these gimmick plays, these timing offenses, these spread offenses. I think those things are going to take some time to try to get going against real live NFL defenses. So that's just my shtick for the very beginning there. What we're going to do throughout this season is what we did last season too. We're going to break down, we're going to make a pick, both Chris and I, for both the Rams and the Chargers game. And then we're going to give our best bet of the weekend for the NFL. Um, we will talk about college football without UCLA and without USC. It's, it's different, obviously, for our audience, but there will be times in which we give college picks. I prefer being on college football, but today we're going to focus just on the NFL. All right, so let's start, Chris, with the Chargers. They're going to Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati, where they take on the new Bengals. This one I'm getting uh, at a three-point spread. The Chargers are a three-point favorite, and the Bengals uh, uh, bringing in rookie uh, quarterback Joe Burrow, and that total is 41 and a half. Um, Again, the Chargers are three-point favorites coming off of a disappointing season. The Bengals are, of course, the worst team in the NFL last year, but it's a much, much different team in year two under head coach Zach Taylor. What's your pick here for Chargers at Bengals? 
It's great because uh, <clears throat> I'm going to preface this with uh, nothing is really offsides as far as value goes. So I would tell you to bet on nothing in this game. But now I'm going to give you like five bets <laughs> that uh, I like uh, in my heart, in my gut. The first is Chargers minus a half point in the first quarter, plus 131. And what that comes down to is it's just, it's great plus odds. Uh, you know, plus 131 for a team that's favored in the game. You just got to hope they get one stop. If they get one stop, if they can make one long drive, <clears throat> this one's in the bag. And, you know, first quarter, first game, and, and a strange offseason, as far as I'm concerned, this is a coin flip. And there's no reason, even giving that half point, you know, it's it's a half point and it's a disadvantage and they're getting plus odds because, well, it's, it's going to finish 3-3, right, or 0-0 at the end of the first quarter. Um, but I actually like the Chargers quite a bit in this game. I like them for the game at minus three at even money or better if you can find it. Uh, I also like the over, strangely enough. Uh, 41 half, 42, I've seen it. Uh, I think is an okay bet, too. I think both these offenses are going to surprise a little bit. Sam and I have said it ad nauseum. Uh, we're kind of believers in Tyrod Taylor, and I think he's going to run an efficient offense and put some points up and Joe Burrow uh, is as unflappable as I think a college quarterback as we've seen in a long time. He's a little bit older. I think he's I think he's 22 already. Um, so I think that shows that maturity uh, gets back to the whole you know Aaron Rodgers not playing until he was you know 24, 25, and it paid off there for like 10 years with him. I also like Tyrod Taylor props basically over on on everything with Tyrod Taylor <clears throat> specifically completions. Over 19 and a half completions at plus 105, uh, I think is is a very solid bet. I think as the season goes on, the Chargers are going to fade a little bit, but I like Tyrod as as a veteran uh, to come in and and surprise a little bit in this first game. So nothing value town, right? Nothing that goes with the way that Stag Capital bets are what we do, but just looking through it and uh, you know the fantasy research and reading about it, I, I just I feel good about the Chargers in this game, and I think both these teams are going to surprise offensively. I agree with you. We're, we're both taking the over here. That's that's my pick. Um, like I said before, um, you know, the last time we had any sort of semblance of no real off season was in 2011 with the lockout shortened off season. Now, it's it's comparing apples to oranges. They didn't have any mini camps or off season programs, but that that season still did have preseason games. So it's it's difficult to compare. However, that year the overs hit at a record clip, um, and I do believe that we're going to see a lot of scoring. This weekend, and this could be one of those kind of sneaky games that has more scoring than you think. My pick here in this game is Chargers winning twenty-seven to twenty-one. So I do think they cover, and I do like the over. However, I'm not going to recommend taking that over because I do think this Bengals team has some sneaky upside. You got AJ Green playing for the first time in several years. You got year two of Zach Taylor. A lot of people liked him uh, as a head coaching candidate. He was woefully unprepared last year, but you know he was put in a situation in which they were never going to win more than a few games. Joe Burrow making his very first start as a rookie. It is at home. This is a guy who put together probably the best college football season we have ever seen. You could talk about all day about how much, how many weapons that team had. Great offensive line. Um, you know, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Absolutely. However, I do think Joe Burrow really is that good. And I do think, yeah. you know, that first quarter bet's not bad because I think there's going to be an adjustment for Joe Burrow. But I do think he's going to surprise some people. We both like Tyrod Taylor. I think this this... Chargers offense is going to be better than people think, especially uh, in this game. That, that Bengals defense last year was absolute Swiss cheese, and I do think we're going to see some scoring. So my pick here is Chargers winning the game 27-21. to 21. You can, I think, confidently take Chargers if you'd like to, uh, but my pick for this game that I'm more confident in uh, is Chargers-Bengals over the total of 41.5. 
We're going to talk about the Rams, but first I want to thank our sponsor for the day, and that, of course, is our friend over at betonline.ag. The wait, what felt like the longest offseason of all time, is finally <laughs> over. Football is back, and you may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. We've talked about it. So many great betting stories over the years. Uh, I, a couple years ago, I took every single under in week one. It ended up being the highest scoring week one in NFL history. So that, that's my story. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that again this year. But if you want to do that, or if you want to bet all the overs, which a lot of pundits are suggesting, BetOnline has all those. They have game spreads. They have totals. They have team props, player props. They even have coaching props. Okay, So you can go in there. You can bet on Sean McVay. You can bet on Anthony Lynn. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And when you are depressed about a a very poor Sunday, or, or you're euphoric about a very successful Sunday, and it's 8.30 at night, Sunday night football descended with the Rams-Cowboys, there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses that they offer. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So let's talk about it, Chris. Sunday night football, Rams hosting the Dallas Cowboys the very first game at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. We've been hearing about the stadium for what seems like my entire lifetime. It was originally going to be in the city of industry, and then it was going to be downtown. Of course, obviously, Stan Kroenke bought the land across the street from the Great Western Forum, formerly the Great Western Forum. And this is the very first game. It will have no fans. It's going to have very little pageantry. But I think this Rams team is going to be very, very excited. This game, of course, is 520 Sunday night football from SoFi Stadium. The Rams are two-and-a-half-point home underdogs. The total in this one is a very high 51 and a half. The Rams recently signed Jalen Ramsey to a monster deal, breaking records for a defensive back. And there are discussions today, Chris, that Cooper Cup may also receive a extension before tomorrow night's kickoff. What are your thoughts here? Cowboys at Rams. So, so fly stadium. Get it? So fly isn't I'm so clever. Um, great spot, by the way, if uh, it's, it's too bad that we're in the situation we're in because I was there probably about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's right near Hollywood Park Casino. Uh, the area was clean. It was open. It's like a Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, like football gambling fanatic stream, basically. Uh, they really did an awesome job uh, with the area. I was, I was super skeptical when they chose the location, but um, you know, tip of the hat to, uh, to the guys with billions of dollars and, and the taxpayers for for doing a pretty good job with it. The stadium also looks yeah, really neat. Yeah, tip the hat, Stan Kroenke. Good job with the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> way, to go with, way to go with those bags and bags of money and the politicians you bought off to, to get whatever. But I, I, I digress. Um, also, but I, I, what I will really tip, not even, uh, not even being facetious, but tipping my hat to the Rams. I think I said this uh, a year or two ago. Uh, we didn't have a podcast then, but like they went all in, right? Like no way Jared Goff should be making $33 million, but he is, but screw it. Right. Because we have a pretty good team. <clears throat> we got to go for it now. Right. They're like doubling down on it and doing again. Like is Jalen Ramsey worth that, worth that contract? I don't know. He's, he's really good, but I don't know if he's that good. Um, and then launching it for Cooper cup, like good for you, Rams. You know, that's the uh, honest to God. Like that's the, uh, that's what I want to see in ownership. Like you got an opportunity Put all your cards on the table. Screw it. Like, just go for it. Like, that's the point of cheering for it, right? Like, let it all be horrible before you start rebuilding. So uh, exciting time, I think, to be a Rams fan, to see your ownership group saying, screw it. We're, we're literally putting all our chips on the table, new stadium, whatever, right? We're going to we're gonna go down swinging. So exciting about that. If you're a Rams fan, 
For let's go, this is just barely, barely offsides. Rams plus one and a half in the first half at minus 110. Uh, I do I do like the Rams here across some other bets just with my gut. There wasn't value there, but uh, I think we all agree that anytime you're hyping up the Cowboys, they are bound to disappoint. <laughs> so uh, let's get on that early. Let's get on that train early before the market adjusts to realize that the Cowboys aren't the Kansas City Chiefs 2.0. The Cowboys offense could be very good this year. And look, the Cowboys could be very good this year. There's a ton of hype on them. A lot of people like this offense to lead the league in points scored per game. Of course, you got Mike McCarthy as the new head coach. So that's, uh, I think, in addition by subtraction, getting rid of uh, former coach Jason Garrett. Uh, and they kept Kellen Moore, offensive coordinator. Dak's still not paid, but that, that team has an explosive offense uh, with you know a lot of pass catchers. You've got Amari Cooper, of course, Michael Gallup was a breakout star last year. They drafted Oklahoma star CeeDee Lamb. A lot of people like Blake Jarwin this year. They have Zeke. They have Tony Pollard uh, at running back. So this is an enormously talented offense. Um but yes, it does. It does tend to seem that whenever the Cowboys people are high on them, they disappoint, and whenever people expect them to disappoint, they have a great season. It's just one of those teams. I mean, it's America's team, uh, and so you're always not getting great value on them, anyways. But I think in this particular game, there's a lot of reasons to like the Rams. I think it's uh, pretty well documented that neither one of us liked the Rams season long. We both took their season total of eight and a half under wins. Um, but this is a game in which I think the Rams are, are well positioned. Sure, there's going to be no fans in the stadiums at SoFi Stadium. Doesn't mean that these players aren't jazzed to play in this brand new stadium. They're going to go out there, be fired up. Uh, they've been visiting the stadium all offseason. They've been hearing about it, you know, for the last four years. They're excited to play uh, in this shiny new stadium in Inglewood. Okay. Second, the Cowboys are traveling not east coast to west, but they are traveling from central time zone to west for a primetime game. It's very well documented that West Coast teams usually have an advantage in primetime games playing against teams from the Central or Eastern Standard Time. Not only that, but this is a great point from uh, the guys over uh, R.J. Bell's Dream Preview podcast, which I listened to this last week. Great stuff over there. Um, usually, of course, you got preseason games to get your body clock ready for playing a, a primetime game. Usually those games are night times. No preseason game this year. So I don't know when the, practice, the Cowboys have been practicing, but my guess is they've probably been practicing in the morning, like most teams, and therefore they have a huge adjustment just on the body clock time getting ready for this game. Okay. Then you have Jalen Ramsey getting paid. We have we talked about maybe Cooper Cup getting paid. This Rams team, there are no real players that are upset with their contract situation. Um, you got a lot of question marks across the offense, but the thing is you know, everyone's happy, and they're going to go out there and play hard. On the, on the contrary, the Cowboys, you know, you've got their most important player, quarterback Dak Prescott, came out this week and admitted to having depression from his brother's suicide and from COVID-19. And so he is unhappy for multiple reasons, especially because he is waiting on that new contract. Okay. I think these teams are about even in terms of overall talent. But, of course, you have the Rams at home. I don't think home field advantage is, is worth as much as it usually is, but it's worth something, not having to travel, being familiar with the sight lines, et cetera, although in this particular case they're not because they haven't played there either. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Rams here, plus two and a half. I really like this bet. If it gets to three, it's slam city. If you want to take money line, I don't blame you, but I think this is going to be a close game. I really do, and I think you're getting advantage here by taking the Rams just based off fading the public invading America's team. So go ahead and, and take that confidently plus two and a half. And if it gets to three, uh, throw down several units on that one. So we both agree there that we like the Rams. Uh, we like the over for the Chargers game as well. We're moving on to best bets here, Chris. What's yours? So I think I might 
might kind of make it my shtick. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. If I, if I win, I'll just keep doing it. If I lose, we'll casually forget about it, never speak about it again. Uh, for those of uh, you out there who have been following us since last season, uh, you know that teasers were a big part of Stag Capital's NFL betting stratagem. So I've got a teaser for you. Four-team teaser with the T's. Baltimore, minus one-half. Carolina, plus nine. Atlanta, plus eight-half. And our Los Angeles Rams, plus eight-half. That is your best bet teaser of the week. All right, we got to make it like a drop or whatever. Our teaser of the week. Be- <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you got a teaser from Chris. I like taking teasers, too. It, it's funny. I've been taking teasers for basketball pretty much since we restarted here in the bubble. And you always forget about just how big of an advantage it is for football because you have those key numbers. You've got the three. Yep. You've got the seven. You've got the 14. It's it's much easier to time those things out. With basketball, it's kind of just a meaningless four, six points or whatever. You're just kind of hoping to get a little bit of additional cushion because you think that that game is going to be close or you think it's going to be blow, whatever it may be. Um, with football, be strategic about your teasers. We have an entire episode devoted to teaser strategy. Last year, we brought in Mike from Stag Capital. So if you want to talk about or you want to learn about teacher strategy for football specifically, go back and listen to that. But uh, just a quick recap of it. When you have a team, a favorite, that's minus six and a half, you get those six points, you're getting the money line if you take them in a teaser. If you have a team, of course, uh, that is you know plus a point and a half, and you take them the other way, you have them plus seven and a half. You get past those key numbers. Just make sure you're being smart in the way you're taking teasers. All right, moving on to my best bet. I actually have two of them today. I couldn't decide. Uh, if I had to pick one, this is it. Bills, minus six and a half. This Bills team only has an over-under for their season-long total of nine wins. I don't know why. This is a bad division. And guess who's the worst team in this division? That's the New York Jets. I do think that this team's going to quit on Adam Gase. They don't like playing for him. This is a team that absolutely destroyed the development of Sam Darnold. I do think Adam Gase will get fired sometime in October of this year. Their wide receiver core is completely banged up. They have, they're have bringing back Chris Herndon, of course, tight end. They have Jamison Crowder, who's all reliable, but they drafted rookie out of M- Baylor Dental Mim. Mims, he's banged up. They signed Rashad Perriman from Tampa. He's banged up. I mean, this is just a comedy of errors on this team. Uh, they have Frank Gore there, which upset Le'Veon Bell. It's all kinds of stuff in the media about Le'Veon Bell. They, they traded all-pro safety Jamal Adams. I, I just don't see why this that spread is not above seven uh, points. You know, this is going to be a low-scoring game, so maybe that's why people figure that. Bills are at home. Bills, I think, may take that next step this year and be a 12-win team. I think they might have a chance to win this division. Josh Allen doesn't have to be Superman to go in there and, and have a great season or to, to win this game. This Bills defense is a top-three unit in the entire NFL. They're going to destroy that front uh, of, of the New York Jets. And I just I just like this Bills team a lot. I like Sha- head coach Sean McDermott. I think they're going to be a very good team this year. And I think they absolutely explode against this Jets team uh, uh, tomorrow. Then I'm also taking – this one's kind of the opposite way. The Washington football team. I still laugh when I say that. <laughs> I'm seeing them at plus six and a half. It was plus five and a half a lot of places. I'm seeing it up to six and a half. If it gets up to seven, it is slam city. There's a lot against this Washington football team this offseason, okay? We've had all of the negative reports about the sexual harassment of the cheerleaders over the last 10 years, about Dan Snyder as the worst owner in sports, about them, you know, changing the, I, we just joked about the Washington football team. There's a lot of coverage about the team formerly known as the Redskins. How do they not have a plan in place? They were basically forced to just, to, you know, ditch their name that they had for a long time. Uh, last minute, they're woefully unprepared. There's all kinds of trademarks of the good names out there that Dan Snyder was trying to purchase. And so they basically just punted on the season. I think it was Dan Snyder's throwing up the middle finger to the league, just saying, you know what? 
we're going to just be the Washington football team this year. They hired Ron Rivera. Players love playing for him, okay? A lot of people forget because they had such a bad year last year in Carolina, but he was a great coach for many years in Carolina. They were always better than you thought they would be, including, of course, making a Super Bowl in 2015 where they went 14-2. Uh, Ron Rivera gets the best out of his players. I think we're going to see that again this year. Everyone looks back at Dwayne Haskins' overall season last year and says, yikes, he was terrible. And he was until the final two games. He took a major step forward. Him uh, and Terry McLaurin, both Ohio State guys, had a nice connection. They brought in a lot of talent uh, on offense there. And look, this defense, much maligned. They've been bad for a long time. They have a lot more talent on the defensive front than you think. They could be this year's San Francisco 49ers defense. Okay, Chase Young is my pick to win de- defensive rookie of the year. They've got a lot of talent. This is a team that I actually like over five and a half season total wins. Uh, and Philadelphia, a lot of people love this team. I don't really get why they're getting so much hype. Okay, they have a ton of injuries across the board. Uh, rookie Jalen Rieger, receiver, is probably going to play, but he's banged up. Alshon Jeffries out. You've got Zach Ertz unhappy with his contract situation. You've got Miles Sanders, a true questionable game time decision tomorrow. This team's lost multiple starters in the offensive line. It just it looks like a, a disappointment to me. I think a lot of people are going to take the Eagles and Survivor. I'm actually taking the, the Redskins, or excuse me, the Washington football team in Survivor because I, you know, I, I play one you. of those buy, buyback leagues. And, you know, I'm not probably taking Washington football team the rest of the season. This is a chance, I think, that a lot of people get eliminated. Uh, and, and obviously, if, if the Eagles do still win, you can always buy back in. So I think the players are going to rally around Ron Rivera, of course, who's diagnosed with thyroid cancer. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be there or not tomorrow. But, but typically, when, when, it's, when players have that us against the world mentality, they go out and they usually surprise. Uh, this is a team that I think is. A sneaky, talented roster. It is a winnable division. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I do like Washington football team plus six and a half here. I like their over <laughs> season total wins five and a half. So uh, those are both my best bets there. What do you think about those, Chris? It reminds me, I think the bets are good. I really like the Washington Survivor one. Uh, it reminds me, it was like Madden 96 or something where they didn't have the league. So you were just Washington, you were just Dallas. Uh, they had the players' contracts, so right. had all the right players, but you couldn't you couldn't have the Cowboys, you couldn't have the the Giants, things like that. Uh, is pretty funny. And uh, watch them keep this, right? Watch <laughs> watch it just be watching football team, yeah, just going forward. Uh, because be awesome. yeah, yeah, Dad Snyder's uh, angry about it, but yeah, um, I still like their colors. I still like their logo. I, like honestly, that. I think the new logo, the new the new uniforms are really nice. I think they're an upgrade on last year, uh, and people are happy. Obviously, a lot of people want them <clears throat> to change their their logo and their team name, and, and they've done that. So they're still a joke of the NFL, but I, I, I do like them here in week one. All right, guys, it is exciting times. Set those fantasy football lineups. Get those bets in. Comment on our Twitter handles. Give us a subscribe. Give us a review. This was episode 55 of Believe in Betting LA. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.